What is happening? Welcome to 224 of your favorite podcast, The Grab Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mahaley. I am going to talk to you about seven types of people who never get results. This one's going to be funny. I think you guys are going to love it. As always, Grow Podcast surprised you by Revive Summit, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please give us a five-star rating and review. Check us out on YouTube. I'll see you inside. All right, guys, this is a funny one to do. So um, <laughs> this was triggered by someone in my DMs earlier today. And um, I just, I sometimes I just can't help myself. But uh, I opened this DM and this guy had every excuse in the book. He sent his long message. And he had every excuse in the book as to why he can't make progress. And then asked me at the end if I would coach him. <sighs> I don't think I'm the guy for you. <laughs> So I want to talk. I was like, I, I was sharing it with uh, with uh, one of my friends, and I was like, I'm going to come with a podcast about seven types of people who never get results because I think people are going to find this absolutely hilarious. And after doing this for ten years, I've heard every excuse imaginable. But it's like, man, I've got so many people that come in and absolutely kill it every single day that have the world stacked against them. I've got single mothers of, of, of three and four who, who get it done, who come in, they train during their lunch hour, they kill it, they make progress, they hit their diet, they everything. I've got a guy about to go in peak week who freaking survived cancer last year and he's peeled inside out with no excuses whatsoever. He just freaking works. I've got people who train at 1, 2 a.m. Uh, after they get off their contracting job and are making crazy results that I, I don't do excuses. Number one, the guy who thinks his job counts as a workout. So your job is hard, dude. That's cool. You work manual labor. Um, it's super hard. But the reality is when it comes to muscle growth and physique development, training is way different than general labor. So your job is, is, you know, your job, that's just the career that you chose to go down and you're lifting things, you're burning a bunch of calories, but you're not actually providing mechanical tension to individual muscle groups and forcing them to grow. So when you're working, you're not like making these mindful muscular contractions and you're not putting your body in patterns to overload and, and progress muscles. Um, and the soreness that you get from your job is just more so from muscles moving, not from a stimulus that was applied that forces, you know, an, an overloading mechanic to happen. So if you want your manual labor job to be easier and you want to have an advantage in it, then you need to get into the gym and you need to train. I would recommend now there's two things. Number one, this person's going to have to eat a lot. Um, I recommend, you know, keeping food volume as low as possible for everybody, really. So having honey on hand, uh, um, fats, oils on hand, like coconut oil, macadamia nut oil, things like 100% orange juice, um, things like that. With my manual labor people, I'll bring in Pop-Tarts, muffins, gummy bears, things to like around the train session because they're just so easy to get in. It's a lot. They're, they're, they're hypercaloric and they're, you know, most people digest these things quite well. So even if your job's tiring, just a few hours a week on top of your career in the in a, in a training session is going to help you your career pick up as well. And really, at the end of the day, you just got to make it happen. Um, number two, this one's funny to me: the picky eater. Uh, they don't like eating healthier foods. They don't. They can't make change to their nutrition. He there's only one vegetable they like. There's the 
texture of chicken is weird. The plain water's boring, all that stuff. Dude, learn to freaking cook. The, uh, let me tell you, the number one attribute a bodybuilder can have is patience. The number two attribute a bodybuilder can have is learning how to cook. It's that important. Patience, because this shit takes a long time and a lot of discipline day over day over day over day. But learning how to cook is going to just change how easy bodybuilders. Let me tell you, this prep is the easiest prep I've ever had because I, I learned how to freaking cook. And all of my meals just smack. So I don't have these cravings. I don't have those things. I'm my meals are just really good. I crave my next meal. But the reality is none of us enjoy the, you know, like the bland chicken and rice and oatmeal and spinach. Like we don't really love that either. Like I love donuts, dude. I want a cheeseburger. I would love a cupcake right now. And no, like the fake stuff, it it's not as good as the real thing. I was at the park yesterday. I didn't get to try any. I was with Megan. We were walking the pups. And I was at the park, and this guy walks up with this zero-gram sugar chocolate bar. And, oh, man, he asked the wrong person to review it because he asked Megan to review it. And she gave him this brutal, brutal review because it just wasn't very good. And it's just like, you know what? Like, why do we even try to hack diets? Why don't we just diet? Because it's a short-term thing anyways. And then when you come out, you can just like have normal chocolate. Because <laughs> all the fake thing's going to do is make you want the real thing even worse. We eat the way we do because bodybuilding is our priority. Winning is our priority. Getting in shape for a contest is our priority. Recovering for the next training session is our priority. So you can be a picky eater, but really you just tell me that you can't cook. So... Find ways to make your healthier food or lower calorie food taste better. There's tons of spices. There's tons. There's so many TikTok and Instagram pages that are showing us how to cook well and what blends and seasonings and how to cook it and all that stuff. That there's no excuse anymore. You don't have sensitive taste buds. You're just not creative in the kitchen. You just don't have the discipline to actually get it done and learn how to cook to make your bodybuilding easier. So learn how to use the sauces, the seasonings. Look at Flavor Gang uh, um, Bakery. They make some incredible stuff that I've used my entire prep. Watch a freaking YouTube video and just get it done. The guy who's always injured. So I love this one because I can't remember the last time I didn't have an injury. So he's got this injury from 10 years ago. He played every sport. He was, he was everything. He was going to go do X, Y, and Z. Everyone's road to recovery is different. Some people might you know, take longer than others. But how much research do we have to have? And how much understanding of physiology do we have to have that exercising is just beneficial for, for, for your recovery? It's beneficial for working around rehabbing injuries. It's beneficial for pushing pain tolerance. You can train while you're injured, and you can get results while you're injured as well. You just have to be real fucking smart with it. I tell my athletes, we have a soft tissue injury. Let's still train that region once the inflammation, swelling, and everything goes down. Let's train it super, super carefully. Get blood flow in there because what's that blood flow going to do? It's taking nutrients and oxygen and it's promoting recovery in that part. But it's also your, your brain's very aware of what's going on. We're asking this injured muscle to still do something, like I said, very carefully. So it's going to be very light. We're not taxing it. We're not taking it anywhere close to like even above six RIR in terms of the proximity of our effort. 
We're just putting muscle into that thing. Well, what do you think your body's going to prioritize when you're ingesting food, when you're sleeping, when you're taking rest days? It's going to prioritize getting that injury back up to par. And I've seen so many people come out of an injury who, you know, rehabbed it in that manner that it actually came out stronger than it was when it went in. So you can also, you can find pain-free exercises for every single body part, unless you're just completely debilitated. And then obviously you need to take, you know, your doctor's route and sit out. But even in the worst case scenario, you can still train other muscles while letting your injury heal. And research has shown that training one limb while letting the other just rest and heal can actually boost the strength in both of them. So if you have a right quad tear, train your left quad. Your body works best in a homeostatic environment. If your left quad's getting work and getting better, it's going to give attention to the right quad, even without mechanical tension being placed on it. It's going to give attention to that right quad and make sure that it gets healed. Here's some of my favorite ones. The guy who always starts on Monday, he always talks, always promises to start dying after the weekends, after the holidays, after a special event. Work settles down. Stress is high. Cousin's wedding. Sister's baby shower. So many fucking excuses. Life never gets less busy. Your priorities just have to follow suit with what you say they are. Responsibilities accumulate every week. There's always another event coming. What do you actually prioritize? Do you want to get results and get better? Or do you want to just have this, you know, senseless fun all the time and constantly have reasons why you don't ever get better? People think that folks like this, people don't respect them whatsoever. Prioritize a few hours every week to train, have healthy food, ready to go, meal prep on your Sundays, carve out time. Consider a necessity. It's just like showering and brushing your teeth. You do that every day. Those designated items to get done, they're precious, and you need to be strict with them. And You got to fight for them to stay on track. It's not easy to just constantly stay on track. Like my entire prep, I've still gone out to eat with friends and done things like that just because I didn't want to miss out on opportunities and events. I just didn't get to partake. It's a short-term sacrifice for, you know, long-term success. Hopefully that's the goal at least. Right. So it may sound extreme, but fuck, you've procrastinated for two years and you look the same as you did back then. Like at some point you've just got to go. The nitpicker is a good one. Nitpicker, number five, just loves focusing on trivial things and make a small difference, but they avoid the foundational practices because effort and sacrifice is involved. They want to hack. Like we talked about the diet hacks a minute ago. The nitpicker wants to hack the hard work and the sacrifice, and they want to talk about a two-degree difference in a knee flexion rather than just fucking taking a set all the way until their legs are no longer able to operate anymore. They love to discuss the semantics, the health trends, pesticides, microwave radiation, gimmicky devices, conspiracy theories, what this influencer posted, what that influencer posted, all while they just never fucking make progress. They'll talk about alkaline water, but they won't just fucking be consistent with their training progression and make sure that every time they come out of the gym that they got better than when they went into the gym. They never see results because they're too busy trying to be an expert at literally nothing. Number six, a person scared to make sacrifices forever. <laughs> they start on a diet. They increase their activity. 
time, over time, over time, over time. But then they realize, that, oh, wait, I can't just do this for a couple of days and it's all good. No, no, sacrifices are like a long-term thing. They don't want to like give everything up forever. Well, you know, I drove by McDonald's and on the app they had a $1 sausage McMuffin. And so, you know, I shit the bed with a 600-calorie sausage McMuffin rather than just having my meal at home that I was supposed to have. And now they're binge eating and they're back at McDonald's for an ice cream cone, which I would love to have right now, and an apple fritter and a Big Mac because, well, they already fucked their diet anyway, so I might as well fuck it even worse. Well, illogical so many people think this way. My family thinks this way. They don't listen to this podcast, so it's all good. <laughs> the good news is that once you've reached maintenance, the sacrifices are much less and they're easier to bear than the sacrifices it took to get there. Look, the sacrifices it takes in the beginning, like the first like four weeks of prep are way harder than the last four weeks of prep because you're coming out of an off season where things were flexible and you were able to get away with a little bit here and there and body fat's high and you know all that stuff. When you once the sacrifices are in, like you're just there, like you're in it. You have to get over that initial hump, and most people just never ever get there, and that's why they never see results. You may even begin to like the sacrifices once you're there. I find this more often than not. People get close to a show and they fucking love it. Like I'm dreading next week and being over because I, I I love how much I'm sacrificing right now. I love that every single day is a huge challenge that I have to step up and hit a grand slam or else I'm not going to get better and I'm going to lose. If you're a forever thinker, you don't have to be miserable and stay in a deficit forever. You just have to keep on it long enough to where you get where you desire. It's all short term. You may have to sacrifice your daily takeout, your weekend binge eating, your drinking habit, all while just cutting down some body fat. But guess what? When you're done cutting body fat, your favorite food spots will still be open. Your favorite foods will still be available. That doesn't mean that when we're done, we just go off the rails. That just means we transition back into a more normal way of living and find a way to bring those items that you desire so much into your daily routine for you to be able to enjoy. Number seven, the person who's always searching for obstacles. They don't eat healthy and they don't train because there's no solution. It's, it's never good enough for them. They'd rather find an excuse. They'd rather find an obstacle that's going to hold them back at some certain point, maybe, possibly, could hold them back in the future rather than just fucking work and make sure that nothing holds them back. See, we have this beautiful thing in bodybuilding, fitness, and personal life, and, and business, and finance, and romantic relationships that we are in complete control of everything that we do. Whatever you want, you really want it, like, you can create it, you can manifest it, you can, you can force it to happen, you can put steps in, you can research, you can work really fucking hard, you can sacrifice a lot of things. So why are we always searching for obstacles? Like, I never have time. And I don't want to train on the weekends because that's my family time. I don't want to train after work. I'll be too tired. I don't want to get up before work. I'm not a morning person. Like, no, you're just a fucking lazy person. The same thing happens with dieting, too. They want a simple diet. They don't want to do low carbs. I love carbs. I love eating. We all love eating. If you show them calorie counting, it's too much. You suggest macros, it's too complicated. You suggest a balanced diet with only whole foods, they just would rather have some fucking cheesecake. Look, 
The cycle of complaining and excuses repeats itself over and over. They don't want solutions. They're just looking for obstacles to avoid the fact that they're unwilling to compromise or put in work regardless of how many different solutions are offered. These are the seven types of people who never get results. I would love for you guys to DM me or share this on Instagram and give me uh, uh, your types of people that never get results. I think you guys are always so funny when you do that. Episode 224, I'll see you next time.